Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it again. It is time. We are ready. It's time to talk about the New York Jets and a lot of the roster moves that they have made. We had cuts going. We also had some trades as well. You know, Chris Herndon. Uh, we traded for Shaq Lawson. We're going to get into all of that stuff. We make some moves, made some moves, really did a lot of good stuff. And some things that a lot of people are questioning as well. As always, uh, the lines are open, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number you can call in. I cannot wait to get into it. So listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on iTunes, man. Listen, everybody that listens to the show live on Blog Talk Radio, salutes to y'all. Everybody that watches the show as well on my iTunes, Long Beach Joe Jet, salutes to you as well. I'm on iTunes. Subscribe to your boy's podcast on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Leave me some feedback. I got feedback from, you know, some people giving me a five-star rating. Salutes to everybody. You know, salutes to all of you giving me those five-star ratings. But, hey, leave your boy some feedback as well, you know. I got, I got a little bit of feedback, people feeling what I'm doing. Salutes to Mr. Magic. Salutes to all the other people as well that left me a little bit of feedback. Leave me some more. I want to hear what you folks think about what I'm doing here. You know, I want to hear your takes. I want to hear your thoughts about how you feel about, you know, what I'm doing here on my show. So please, again, Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. It's right there. Go ahead and subscribe. Listen to my shows on there. And also leave your boy some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Let me know how you feel about this situation, about what we're doing over here when we're talking Jets. I'm also live as well on YouTube. I live stream while I do my live radio show. So if you want to watch the show live on YouTube, Hey, drop on by Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. And when you subscribe, turn on your notifications so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And also give my stream a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? And share the streams as well. Uh, you know, share them with your friends, your family, across your social media. It's always greatly appreciated when you folks do that, all right? So now it's time to get into it, okay? Because we got quite a bit to talk about. Again, 515 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are talking Jets. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. I'll give, come to you folks in just a second. Listen, the New York Jets have made some moves, okay? And they're, you know, Joe Douglas, he's in there cooking up and trying to do his best to better this football team. First move I want to talk about, the trade for Shaq Lawson. Listen, the New York Jets traded a 2022 six-round pick to the Houston Texans and picked up Shaq Lawson. Now, I looked at this move and I said to myself, the second that I heard, you know, the second it got announced, the second that I heard about it, I was like, okay, this is a good move. There was a lot of people saying, hey, this was a move, you know, to replace Carl Lawson and all these things. And I said, whoa, 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 let's, let's slow down a little bit. Now, Carl Lawson, we all knew he was one of the big free agent signings that we had in the offseason, one of the moves that I loved the most, right? Here was a guy that we brought in and we said, hey, we finally have a pass rusher. We finally have a real guy that's going to be able to come after here, come in here and get after the passer week in and week out, something that we have not had since, I don't know, man, John Abraham. We haven't had somebody be able to do that consistently for years, for years here. 
So finally have a guy now that we brought in. Then what happens? He ruptures his Achilles tendon, and he's done. That all happened in, you know, a practice. Ruptures his Achilles, said and done. So now we're looking for a guy. Joe Douglas makes this move. We were also hoping other guys would fill in as well. We said, hey, maybe Gerard Davis can be a guy that we can push and he can do some things. Well, he ended up getting injured as well in a game. So he was, he's going to be out, I believe, until week six, as they said, when he's going to be able to come back. Then we said, okay, well, we still have other pass rushers as well, right? We still have some guys. We talked about Bryce Huff. We talked about John Franklin Myers. And a lot of, a lot of people were saying, hey, even myself, hey, Benny Curry. Benny Curry is also another situational guy that we could bring back as well that's going to come back as well into the fold soon, you know. And he's gonna, we're going to be able to move him in. He's going to give us some situational pass rush as well. We're going to be all right. And then Vinny Curry ends up with the you know, disease that he has. He's done for the season. So looking around and making this type of move, I thought was a solid move by Joe Douglas. I thought it was a good move. He didn't give up too much at all. You know? And I think that Lawson is a guy that's going to come in and help with the situation. Now, am I expecting Shaq Lawson to give us 15, 16, 17 sacks this season? No, I'm not. I'm just when you look at the <laughs> when you look at you know the history there, uh, I, I doubt he comes in and gives us that. But just coming in and being able to help us, I think is going to be huge. That's a big thing for me. So I'm excited about that. We're getting a guy that's going to be able to help us a little bit in the pass rush, give us something, right? Still going to have another rotational guy, John Franklin Myers, Bryce Huff, you know, all the other guys that we have there. And they're going to be able to bring the heat. So I like the move. I like giving up a six-round pick, which is just a six-round pick for Lawson. And also his contract, the way that it's structured now, none of it is guaranteed. So if we decide to move on from him, I think we're only paying him, what, $900,000 this year. If we decide to move on from him, right, then fine. We move on, nothing. We just wash our hands of him. It's not going to kill our cap, nothing like that. So I like the move. I like what we did there. I like bringing him in. Here's a guy that's going to be able to help us so we just don't kind of fall off of a cliff within the pass rushing situation. We have another guy that we can throw in there, and, you know, and we'll see how, how things move forward. But I like this move. I thought it was a solid move, another solid trade by Joe Douglas. Now, we go from that move. Everybody's feeling good. You know, we're like, all right. And then, boom, another trade comes across <laughs> the timeline. The Jets trade Chris Herndon. Okay, now the New York Jets, for those of you that don't know, the New York Jets traded a 2022 six-round pick and Chris Herndon to the Minnesota Vikings for a fourth-rounder. Now let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something right now. This was a fire This was a fire trade. Everyone knows, you know, my feelings on Chris Herndon, okay? Here's a guy that I talked about consistently that I – I couldn't wait to actually show us something at some point, right? Everybody was all talking about Chris Herndon. Oh, he's going to be this. He's going to be the next kiddo for us. We got Michael LaFleur. We saw what San Francisco did with tight ends, and Chris Herndon is going to be that tight end for us. And we saw that he didn't really, wasn't really doing much of anything this offseason, right? We heard reports about him struggling to pick up the offense. We saw him dropping footballs. We saw a lot of the same things, right, that we've been seeing these last years. I let my feelings be known about Chris Herndon, about, you know, me not really feeling like he was a guy that had lived up to all of the hype that a lot of people were surrounding him with, that he needed to show me more. 
before I believed that Chris Herndon was going to turn into one of these great tight ends to be in this league, I needed to see it at this point because we had been consistently hearing about all these things with Chris Herndon, but we've never seen it. Well, comes time, make our cuts, and Joe Douglas is able to pull this trade off. And I say to myself, wow, a fourth-round pick for Chris Herndon, I was stunned. Because in my mind, Chris Herndon was a player that more than likely was not going to make this roster. Actually, in my mind, he was not going to make this roster. He's not performed better than Cross, even though Griffin was hurt, right? He wasn't better than Griffin. There were other guys, we talked about Yaboa, who we cut, and we'll, we'll get into that. He's actually on the practice squad now. I thought Yaboa outperformed him. Chris Herndon had done nothing yet again. And I said, hey, Chris Herndon's on his way out the door. Well, the Jets are able to take him, a six-round pick, and turn that into solid capital. Now, there was a lot of people complaining when Joe Douglas, you know, traded some picks to move up for Vera Tucker, where here we get back a fourth-rounder, which is solid capital, that he can utilize yet again to move up in some of these rounds. Or maybe even take a young guy in, you know, future rounds as well that's going to be able to come in here and put together some productive seasons for us. I mean, come on. You know, that's a move. And I know that there was a lot of people trying to blast Joe Douglas and all these other things. I don't understand why. This was a very good move by Joe Douglas. I love the trade. I love that he was able to move on from Chris Herndon, send him somewhere else, and get some solid capital back to continue to help and benefit this football team. Because, again, this was a guy that I definitely did not think was going to make this roster whatsoever. So yet another good move by Joe Douglas, right? So now we're coming off those two trades, and I'm saying to myself, wow, Joe Douglas is really doing his thing. He's really making moves. He's really better in this football team. He's really helping us out, right? Then another move comes along. The New York Jets release Bless Austin. And I go, whoa, this is a big one. This move, I mean, the trades were surprising. But this, when we talk about roster cuts, right, we talked about all the issues that we had, particularly some of the issues that we had on defense. One of the biggest question marks on our defense has always been, always, even before the injuries, before all that stuff, one of the biggest issues that we have had on defense was that the biggest question marks has always been the cornerback position. Always. We've always said, hey, look, what are we going to do there? After Bless Austin, Bryce Hall, who is even going to pick up this, this slot corner position? A lot of people constantly were talking about Bless Austin and Bryce Hall, particularly, especially Bless Austin. He's not really a good guy, but he's the, kind of the only guy, the most experienced guy we have there. What are we going to do? There were talks that we had on this, on this very program about the New York Jets trading for a corner. We talked about that, too. We talked about all those things here, right? So we constantly were talking about blessing. We were saying, okay, well, what can this guy bring to the table? And the New York Jets move on from him. I don't think anybody really expected this at all because it seemed like he was going to be a guy to make the roster. There wasn't anyone in you know, most, most Jets fans' mind that were going to push him off the roster. But nonetheless, Joe Douglas makes this move. Now, here's the deal. Is Bless Austin a great corner? No. <laughs> we, I talked about him constantly. He wasn't. We've seen him get cooked year in and year out. He was getting cooked last year, right? 
But the big question mark now is, hey, who's going to fill that, that, number, that number two spot? Because I would assume that Bryce Hall or that Hall is going to move into that number one corner position. So if he does move into that number one corner position, which it looks like he will, who's going to be our number two corner? Now it leaves the, leaves the door open for a lot of these young guys that we have brought in. Some of these guys that, honestly, we just drafted are probably going to have to step into starting position roles, particularly on a cornerback position, and they're going to have to have impact immediately. So I'm looking at guys like Carter. I'm looking at guys like Pinnock. I'm looking at guys like Eccles, Isaiah Dunn. These guys are going to have to step into these roles, particularly I, I think this guy Eccles might actually end up being our number two corner. And let me tell you something. I like Eccles. I do. But he's raw. He is raw. And we talked about that. We had a live stream during the draft. And the second that he was brought in, I said, look, I, I like this kid. The athleticism is good, but he's very raw. And we saw that this preseason. We, we also saw Isaiah Dunn get cooked <laughs> in the preseason. I was chap, I'm sure the chat's going to go off in a second. We saw him get cooked as well, you know. And so there's, there's, when you look at the situation now at corner, it becomes even more intriguing because now you've got a lot of young guys, particularly at corner, that are going to be learning on the fly. So we're, especially with us having, you know, issues at pass rush, we'll see how that sorts out because we lost Carl Lawson, our big pass rusher. Now the cornerback position becomes even more vulnerable because you're going to have a lot of young guys learning. And let me tell you what this is going to show. This is going to expose – how good or bad our coaching is. This is, this, is, this is going to be the test right here. Because as much as I love Sulla, and I've told people left and right that I think that this entire situation is about Sulla and his scheme being able to fit guys in situations and make them productive. We're going to see. They're going to be tested. This coaching staff is going to be tested week in and week out with this young defense that we have here at corner. These young guys at corner, you're going to be tested week in and week out. Can you put these young guys in position on a weekly basis to be successful? Can you make sure that your scheme, okay, can you make sure that your scheme is being put to them so easily and so simply? So can you make your scheme easy to grasp so that they can go out there and just play and not have to think? Because the last thing that you want a cornerback out there doing is thinking a lot because then that's when they get cooked. Can you make sure that these young guys are so disciplined within your scheme, so disciplined within their roles on your scheme, that they can go out there and be successful? These are big questions that we're going to be, we're going to be seeing. These are big questions that we're going to see answers to on a weekly basis, let me tell you, on a weekly basis. So this New York Jets cornerback position gets even, even, you know, even more interesting with the release of Bless Austin. Now, I like Hall. Hall showed me some things. Again, there's even question marks about him. Can he consistently play the way that we need him to play? That was my big question about him. I need to see consistency. I was impressed with the first year. He got cooked at time, but that's what happens with rookie corners. But I was impressed by him. I need to see him play well consistently, though. That's what I need to see. So we'll be talking about that tonight. Again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are getting to it. So before I get to the callers, the last thing I want to talk about is the news comes out today. Boom. After all these things, roster cuts, moves, and we'll be discussing all of that tonight. Now it comes out, Jamison Crowder is dealing with the virus. Okay? And I say the virus because we all know why we're wearing masks around here. Okay? We all know that. I don't want to say the word. YouTube be tripping, 
okay? We all know why we're dealing with why we're wearing masks around here. Now Crowder is dealing with the situation here. He's dealing with the virus. We're trying to see exactly where he's going to be. There's a lot of question marks surrounding whether he'll be ready for week one. There's a lot of question marks about that situation, but he does have 10 days. So we got 10 days to figure things out. He's going to be within the protocol. A lot of the things are going to be based on whether he is vaccinated or not, and we'll figure that out, whether he's taken that or, you know, maybe they'll release that, maybe they won't. So it's a lot to talk about surrounding that as well. I want to get too deep into it because, again, YouTube be tripping, okay? But we all know the news has come out. He's dealing with the virus, and we're going to talk about that tonight as well, the impact on the New York Jets wide receiving core with that situation too. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We are talking Jets. We are discussing it all tonight, all right? We're discussing all of the, you know, the roster cuts, we're discussing everything. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. The lines are open. Salutes to everybody. Again, I'll be talking to my savages in the chat. Salutes to all of the savages. John Holden, NY Jets, Boycott, Michael Dunsing, uh, Daniel Roberts, Eddie DeJesus, Christopher, Mikhail. What's, Mikhail, what's going on, my guys? We're going to get right into it. For those of you that do not know, I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they are savage, okay? They're savage, and they will get after right? Savage. Straight savage, okay? They will get after you. If they don't like your opinion, if they don't like your take, you're going to hear about it, all right? So while I live stream or while I, while I do my live radio show, my live stream is flowing as well, and my savages are in there, and they're going off. And we come to them as well. They ask questions, they talk, and they bring it. So, we're going to come to them as well throughout the night. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. I cannot wait. So we're going to get to these lines. First guy I'm going to, I think this is my guy, Macau. Macau, I'm coming directly to you, man. I'm coming to you, and I want to talk to you about this New York Jets, and I want to talk to you about some of the moves that we have made. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my man. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets trading for Shaq Lawson. How do you feel about this situation? What's up, yo? Yo. 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 When I saw this, yo, when I I first heard about the Shaq Lawson trade, Matt, it was the same energy. I never took it as it was going to be a replacement for Carl Lawson, but I like that Joe Douglas was reactive, you know, in the past. I kind of felt like Joe Douglas was just standing around watching everything happen around him. So for him to kind of jump in there and say, okay, you know what, I might not be able to replace it, but again, if he, you know, if the man gives us four or five sacks, six, seven, yo, I'm gonna be excited with that. But looking at his production, you can pretty much guarantee to get at least at least four or five sacks out of him. So I can't be upset. I don't think that's gonna be end all be all for us showing mm-hmm. up that defensive line again. But I feel like it was definitely a great start. You know, where we're not going to just get caught holding the bucket. Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts about the – because there were some people that were trying to complain about the compensation. You don't think it was a big deal for us to give up a six-rounder for him, though, right? It was just a six. Come on, man. Like, Bruh, come to I'm the telling you, like, there's we, people we complaining. We're willing to deal with six-round picks. Half, I'm, and, again, there's nothing against the play. Most of them dudes don't even pan out half the time. You know, we pray yep. that they make it. We train the kids healthy and whatnot. I mean, typically that's where you're going to take a flyer on somebody that you're intrigued on anyway in the later round. So – 
to bring in somebody where, you know what, I know what I'm getting from them. Again, that known variable thing, I, I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Would anybody can six-round conversation with somebody that you know you're going to get about four to five sacks a year? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Be, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Dude, there were so many people. I saw some people complaining, hey, man, you know, we could have took that move. We could have did this with that, and why are we bringing in Lawson? It's like, guys, listen. Why are you complaining? We're in a situation right now. We're in a situation where we've lost Carl Lawson. We need to bring somebody in to, you know, continue to help us within this rotation. Let's do it. Let's make a move, especially, again, when you look at his contract. It's not guaranteed. I think it's 900000 this year, exactly. then eight point nine. If we feel like he's going to be a guy that we can keep around, okay, you pay a guy eight point nine next year, depending on they can possibly restructure that as well. And, you, and if things don't work out, right, and we don't like what he brings to the table – then we just move on from him. And we can clean and our hands up and have exactly no cap implication. We could just move on. It's not guaranteed. No big deal. Exactly. I like the move. I like and the again, move. And the same and way the same you. And, you know, not jumping ahead, but, like, with the – okay, I mean, during the draft, Joe Douglas, Willing, and Dylan, that's not to say he won't take the force that he got from mm-hmm. the Herndon trade and Willing deal that and, and – trade back. I mean, we've watched Joe trade back pretty much every year in the draft, so to assume he's not going to trade back and get more conversation, I think you, know, I'm, you can't be looking at the man's trends. I mean, he's going to trade back. He's probably not, it's not guaranteed, but he's probably going to turn that fork into something else. Yeah, and that and that's where you I want to go next with you. Yeah, exactly, and that's where I wanted to go next with you, because I wanted to get your thoughts on that move. I was shocked that he even got a fourth rounder. To be completely yo, honest, I mean, yo, I was like, yo. bro, what in the world? Like, how are you feeling about that, man? Me personally, okay, I don't mean to go back to the draft, you know, but I talk to you in a minute, Joe. So, go for me, you know, when we went back, everybody was sitting here spazzing about, you know, the Vikings took us. I don't know if AVT is going to be worth all that. I feel like Joe kind of went back, dipped in the pot, dipped in that same pot, and to a certain mm-hmm. extent made himself in the team hole. It's like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I felt good with the deal at the time. You felt good with the deal at the time. And now, you know, hey, moving forward, you're going to scratch my back a little bit on this one. I think it was great yeah. conversation. I won't say we fleeced them. But, I mean, again, it was one of those times where, you know, being somebody who's doubting Joe Douglas in the past is, you know, hey, man, you got to show and tell. As far as being yeah. a GM and William and Dylan and getting compensation for what he has, yo, Joe Douglas, like A-plus, the man's dynamite with getting something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was completely shocked to be to be honest with you because I didn't think that Chris Herndon was even going to make the roster. <laughs> I know that everybody be looking at me crazy. I had the Herndon hive, you know. I had the Herndon hive on my back for a second, you know. I know they talk crazy. About you know that truth hits you like a bus. I thought he was gone. I thought he was gone this year. Croft Croft completely outperformed him. You know, Griffin, of course, we cut him, but we ended up bringing him back. Uh, ended up signing him again. Uh, I, I thought he was, you know, he was at least productive. He had done nothing. And so I said, oh, Chris Herndon's out of here. And Joe Douglas was able to turn that into a fourth-round pick. And like you said as well, being able to use that to then propel us forward, getting some more young talent here, whether it be via the draft or even maybe he uses that to trade for another player this coming offseason, Right. A guy that he feels mm-hmm. like he's on another team right now, but can help the New York Jets. Hey, it's all good. So I really like that move, man. And getting rid of Chris Herndon, a guy that probably was going to be gone anyway, and getting some solid capital back. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Now, my next question for you, though, Macau, because you're bringing the fire right now, man. 
if you look at this situation, the New York Jets released Bless Austin, man. How are you feeling about that situation? Because this cornerback situation now has a lot of question marks there. One more, you know, than it was already. How are you feeling about it, man? Uh, I, I mean, personally, I didn't like Bless. I mean, you got to run with what you got, but as far as, like, did I want him to be my starting number one corner? No. Not at yeah. all. I just – I never saw it. It was just one of those things where – but, again, if that's what you got going into the season, that's who getting the reps, that's what it is. When he got cut, I just was kind of like, okay, what's going on? But, again, I understand the youth movement. And, again, it's like you said earlier – we really going to see if Salah is that person that he claims to be where, you know what, my defensive coordinator, we got him in the wrong spot. Hey, we're going to sit down. We're going to recalibrate. We're going to get these particular players to perform at this particular level. Again, just buying into what it is that we coaching and preaching that coach see train mentality come practice. So Salah going to have to put up a shut up as far as that, you know, coaching aspect and everybody being great. Yeah, yeah. So my final question before I let you go, Macau, because the lines is hot, man. We got to get there. When you look at this situation right now, the New York Jets actually ended up releasing a guy like releasing Morgan. Uh, you know, how are you feeling about Mike White being able to win that backup competition? Because this is a guy that not a lot of people were talking about, especially when we brought in, you know, Josh Johnson. So how do you feel about Mike White being the official backup quarterback of the New York Jets? I mean, it may make me a little queasy, you know, because, you know, you still got that unproven situation. You got that unproven situation behind Zach, you know, and I know we don't want to go into the, you know, season on the what-ifs, you know, what if Zach get hurt, you know, yeah. we all praying he make it the entire season, but, you know, hey, boys hit hard, you know, boys be getting knocked around, so you got to prepare yeah. for injuries, and the Mike White thing just leaves me, you know, again, I'm not saying we need that Mark Brunel, and I'm not saying, oh, hey, we're making a playoff run, but I do believe in that, you know, the morale of a team. So, you know, if, if I don't truly believe in to believe in who's leading us into the game, if I don't really think we can win, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm not going to play hard, but it's, it, that's possibly going to be in the back of my mind where, hey, you know what, I'm giving 110%. The man next to me giving 110%. Well, yo, he just trash. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, I, just, I don't see where – I just I don't I don't believe in Mike White, and I I, mm-hmm. I do want that presence on the sideline. Just you know being able to have not necessarily that coaching things. I don't want to overcoach Zach, but just hey you know like as teammate to teammate you know peer to peer. Yo, this is what I'm saying with you out there. Just somebody to have yeah. that conversation with when he might not be comfortable having that conversation with a coach. So I would yeah. like that presence on the sideline, but you know hey you can't have your cake and eat it too all the time. So hey you know what can you do? Yeah, yeah. Listen, Mikhail, I hear you. Well, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, bro, I want to hear from you because we ain't talked in a little bit, man. And I really love hearing your takes on the New York Jets. You have a good night, all right, my friend? You too, you too, Joe. Be safe, man. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Mikhail be calling in with fire, man. He be calling in Listen, we're going to keep going to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in again. For those of you that would like to hit my, snap, or hit my, uh, 
my super chat, it is up there. Please, you know, any donation that you uh, give to the program is greatly appreciated. If you do not want to hit the super chat, but you would like to hit the cash app, the cash app's right there on there at the bottom of, of the screen as well. You know, anything you give is just greatly appreciated for those of you that would like to donate. It's all greatly appreciated. So, again, we're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Maxwell, man. Maxwell, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Maxwell, man, give me your thoughts about this situation here at the New York Jets with the cornerback position. We just cut Bless Austin. Who do you think ends up being our number two corner at this point? I don't know yet. Like, I feel like uh, the thing is is that with Bless Austin, I think he was a really good corner. Um, corner but I think you he thought was, he was really he good? Wasn't that good? He wasn't that good. You thought I Bless Austin was, was really good? Um, he, Bless Austin wasn't that good. He was not that good this preseason. We should have signed Richard Sherman. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So, in your mind, is that door still open for us to maybe go after a free agent, maybe still go after Sherman, or who's the guy that you're looking at that you think we should, be, we should bring in? I think we should sign Richard Sherman to mentor younger corners. I feel like our corners are not going to be that good. I feel Richard Sherman's the most experienced. He's played in the NFL. He's been in the Super Bowl. He can teach our young corners how to play good in this league, and he has a hard work oh. work ethic. Okay, okay. Look, I, you know, I respect that. I heard some Jets fans as well start to immediately bring up his name. You know, I know that there's been a lot of things surrounding him and going on, but, hey, maybe he is the guy that we end up bringing in. Now, what are your thoughts about Shaq Lawson, us actually trading the sixth rounder for him? Because that was a big issue was, hey, could we get another guy in here to help in the pass rush? Well, here we bring in Lawson. He's a guy that can help us, you know, doing that. What are your thoughts on that move that Joe Douglas made? I think it's a really good move. I think a six, giving up a six is a good thing because six-round picks are not that useful. Like, most players mm-hmm. that are picking the six-round are cut. I think Shaq Lawson is a proven um, edge rusher. He's been really good. He was good last year in Miami. And I feel like Robert Sala is a good guy, um, good defense, a good head coach to bring out Lawson's talents. Even though, yeah, he wasn't that good. Always, oh, this is the third AFC East team. I think he's a pretty good player, and he can be, he can be the best pass rusher we had in 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know about you know, maybe may, we'll see what what Lawson brings to the table. I think he's a guy that's going to really help within the rotation. I know the, the Dolphins. I think only got like four sacks out of him. Uh, you know, before they. You know, moved on. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward with him. But I think he's a guy that can definitely help when added within the rotation. I think a guy like John Franklin Myers, Huff, you know, all the other guys that we have that's going to be in that rotation as well. It's going to really be kind of a pass rushing thing by committee. But I I greatly appreciate the move because uh, let me tell you something. We needed some help there, especially after Lawson went down. Uh, you know, rupturing that Achilles. So my final question before I let you go, Maxwell, is when you look at this Jets backup quarterback situation, are you shocked that James Morgan was released? I'm not shocked at all. I mean, besides that one miracle play, I feel like James Morgan's not that good. If you ask me, mm-hmm. uh, Cam Newton is cut. I think we should sign him. As, and to the go, we don't have that good back. But Mike White isn't that good. I think we could sign Cam Newton. I understand he got released from the Patriots, so he didn't want to be a starter. But this is a possible way I think we should use Cam Newton. Use him as a taste and help type weapon. Use him as a wide receiver. Use him as a running back. Use him as like a tight end. Look what the Saints are doing with Sean Payne with uh, taste and help. They're making like a Swiss Army knife. I think if we add Cam Newton, not as a backup, but like as a role player, like, oh, get the goal line work. I think that 
the Jets just signed Cam Newton as like a t- uh, as like a Swiss Army knife weapon in yeah, our offense. You know, I, yeah, I, you know, I don't know where Cam's going to end up. I don't know if the if the Jets will take him, but you know, I know we got Josh Johnson on our practice squad. Uh, you know, they tried to get Morgan back because they were hoping that he would be on the practice squad, but he decided to go to the Panthers, which, you know, we take the Panthers week one, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, with Josh Johnson on the practice squad, with Mike White as a backup, you know, I think we're solid, especially after what we saw from Mike White, because I think the biggest question mark with him was what, what exactly are we going to get out of him? And to watch him during this offseason, uh, to be completely honest, I said this on a weekly basis throughout all the shows we were doing, I was impressed. I really, really was impressed with his – his aptitude out there, very smart. He took what the defense gave him. He hit his check downs when he wanted to try to, you know, accept maybe take it to the second level. He did that as well. It wasn't anything fancy, but it was enough to get the job done. So I really liked what he brought to the table. So, listen, Max, we, I got to get to the rest of these lines, man. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, all right? Okay. You have a good one. Listen, Maxwell, Maxwell bought some heat as well. <laughs> I respect that. I respect the heat that he's bringing. I know a lot of people want to go out and get, you know, I've heard fans kind of mention Cam Newton. I don't, I don't think he'll, he ends up here, man. I really, really don't. But we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're getting to everybody. All right, when you call in, please be patient. I'm going to get to everybody. Don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up. I have a cue. I can see you. You know, and the only thing I don't like, don't call into my show cursing, because I'll get you, I'll get you out of here. I'm talking about fast. Fashion, we got Adam Gaze. Show <laughs> ass out of here, Adam Gaze. You had to go, dude. You had to go. Can you imagine going into another season with that bum as your head coach? Get out of here. So we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mike from Bayshore. Mike from Bayshore coming on to the line. Listen, this dude knows what time it is. He don't wear no damn collared shirts. Listen, Mike is a savage. Savage. Mike. Mike, listen. Listen to me, man. My man. My man. Listen. My man. My man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, because I'm Listen, on a chain Mike. right now. I'm, I'm, I'm on a chain right now. Don't let me off this chain right now, my man. Don't Mike, let me off this Mike. chain because. Mike, I already know. You on fire. Listen to me. Listen. Listen to me. We got to talk about this, okay? Give me your thoughts about the New Go York ahead. Jets Go ahead. trading Go ahead. for Chris, trading for, for Shaq Lawson. What were your thoughts about that move, man? Well, first of all, first of all, I wouldn't be golden. First of all, my man, Joe, how you doing? That, let me I'm tell right, you man. one thing. Ride or die. One, let me tell you, man. One and only, let me tell you, Joe, I am so excited about Shaq Lawson coming here. You know, it, it is so good. It's so fresh. How you doing? But at the same time, man, we, we have to get off this. We have to get off this. I mean, you, you, you threw up my game, bro. I'm sorry. What? But, <laughs> come on now. Come on. We, we talking. Listen, Shaq Lawson, we brought him in. 
This is a guy, you know what I'm saying, we needed a pass rush. We brought him into the rotation. He's a guy that can provide a little bit, of course. He's not going to completely replace Carl Lawson. That's not what he's going to do. Dude, I worked out this morning. I worked out this Mm -hmm. morning, and I listened to the headbanger, EPMD, EPMD in the house. Let me tell you one thing. The headbanger, Mm -hmm. the headbanger, the headbanger. Let me tell you one thing. New York is in the house. Leave me alone. Here we go. Ride or die. Let me tell you something, Joe. When I bring it, I bring it. And you know what? Shaq Lawson's going to bring it. If anyone has a problem mm-hmm. with it, I don't win no damn sandals. I don't win no flip-flops. Nope. If you have a problem, nope. don't ever call me Ginger. Don't ever. Let mm. me tell you something, Carlton. Meet me at exit mm-hmm. 42. I'll steal your car. Tell your mom it's your problem. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Listen, my final question for you, Mike, because you bring in the heat right now. You bring in the heat right now. Give me your thoughts about us trading Chris Hurd. Give me your thoughts about us trading In the house, Strong Island, if anyone has a problem, we're coming. No gas, no brakes. Do me a favor. FOH, get the F out of here. Let's go. Listen, Mike, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have thank yourself you, Joe. a good night. Listen, listen, Mike, Mike bring a lot of heat, man. He bring a lot of heat. I ain't going to lie to you. He's pumped up. He's fired up, and he's ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I have to, you just, you, it's hard to contain that, man. He's bringing a lot of energy and a lot of fire. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. 515. 515- Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're gonna keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy Steve. Man, Steve, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Steve. How are you feeling, man? Well, first off, Joe, it's great to hear from you. But before we say, before we get into the Jets talk, I got to tell you that last caller. Oh my God! I don't know what happened to him. I mean, I don't know if he listen was going up. nuts. Like, like what what was going on with that? With that listen, listen, Steve. Listen, Steve. Uh, it, it, you can't contain Mike, man. He didn't told you he don't wear no damn sandals. He don't wear no collared shirts. That dude's a savage, man. He call in. He gets fired up. He's ready to go. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, he ready to okay. Go, hey, Joe. All right, Joe. Let's get into this. Well, first yeah. off, I gotta say. The last couple of days here in New Jersey have been rough. I guess you heard over the news, you know, we went through a thing with Hurricane Ida here. But everything mm-hmm. is now all good. You know, I'm safe, man. Wanted to just let you know that first off, okay? Awesome. Thank you. Hey, listen, man, I, I hope everybody out there, I hope everybody's safe. Like you said, I know that there's a, a lot of things going on, man, but hope everybody's staying safe. And it's good to hear that you're doing well, Steve. Yeah, Okay. So now let's get into the, into the things that have happened the last couple of days. Um, so the first thing that happened was this past Sunday. We traded for Shaq Lawson for the Houston Texans, for, and we just gave up a six-round pick. That, to me, was a huge steal of a pick, okay? Now, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Shaq Lawson is a replacement for Carl Lawson. Listen, you know, Shaq Lawson was a former first-round pick back in 2016, He was the 19th overall pick by the Buffalo Bills, four years in Buffalo, and then last year he was with Miami, and then he was supposed to play Mm -hmm. for Houston. 
But then I read the reports about why Lawson wanted to get traded. He wasn't really happy in, in Houston's system. I mean, listen, yeah. the Texans are a mess of an organization. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They are right now one of the biggest messes in the NFL right now. And, and yep. they're looking like towards going as one of the worst teams in football. So that was a huge, big trade win for us because it helped us. Hopefully with Shaq Lawson now with the team, it's going to go to our pass rusher. Now, Joe, here's your favorite part. The trade of Chris Herndon. Here was the thing. Throughout the preseason, as I was listening to reading reports and even watching the three preseason games, I got to tell you, Herndon's time I knew was going to be up, and I knew he wasn't going to make this roster. But then on the final day of cut rosters, on Tuesday, we get the news that Chris Herndon got traded to the Minnesota Vikings. We gave the, we gave mm-hmm. the Vikings him and a sixth-round pick, which we had a lot of cap space, and we just got a fourth-round pick back. Another phenomenal trade. People were on Twitter were now calling Joe Douglas the trade wizard, meaning that <laughs> he likes to go out there and trade for a lot of draft picks for the future. And then, obviously, yeah. you know, the release of Blast Austin. Listen, you know, Sid was my boy from Rutgers. You know, he was my boy from Rutgers. I, I Listen, the thing was, he had some good moments when he was with the Jets. He did show a lot of promise his rookie season. Last year, unfortunately, he didn't really live up to par to those statuses of what he was supposed to show. But you know something? I wish Bless Austin the best of luck and whatever in his future. And then, of course, the thing that happened today with Jamison Crowder. You know, listen, these things unfortunately happen, but now it's time for, like, Elijah Moore or Keelan Cole to to stand up now. So, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, you know, listen, Steve, I I, I hear you, and, and you know, just going back before we we talk about Crowder, I wanted to go back to that 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 uh the talk about you know us cutting Bless Austin, and again, there was a lot of question marks surrounding our corner position, right? Already before we got rid of Bless Austin, it was okay. Who's the guy that is going to be able to fill the the slot cornerback position? Well, now that has changed to hey, not only who's going to fill the slot, but now who's going to be the number two? So in your mind which one of our young corners is going to be able to step up and fill that number two spot? Is it Eccles? Is it Pinnock? Are you a guy that's looking to see Isaiah Dunn be the guy to step in? I mean, who do you think is going to be beside Hall when it's all said and done and time to start the season? You know, listen, Joe, we, we definitely, the corner position is definitely going to be the most interesting thing of the 2021 season. It's probably Mm -hmm. the youngest cornerback room that I have ever seen the New York Jets have. And listen, I understand that it's a big disadvantage for us this year, but this is a chance, you know, for these young corners, you know, Pinnock and Michael Carter and Eccles. You know, Eccles showed a lot of promise in the preseason. I think Eccles will definitely be there. I think as of right now, Bryce Mm. Hall is going to be our number one corner, I think. I, I think Bryce Hall, I think, has a lot of potential to be great. You know, and the thing is, you know, because last year towards the end of the season, I was really impressed with him, especially the interception he had against the Rams in week 15 last year, which was a a phenomenal play. I got to say, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be exciting to watch these young corners play this year. Definitely going to be exciting. 
Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, and we're going to see because, again, I think a big thing that this is going to kind of expose or a big thing that it's going to test is our coaching staff because now we're going to see, hey, can, can you know, Sulla and Aubridge, can those guys get these young corners ready on a weekly basis to go out there and play these opposing offenses that are going to be targeting them? You know, we, we play some pretty expensive yeah. offenses this, this, this year. Hell, we start off, you know, with Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Robbie Anderson is going to be out there. You don't think that Sam Darnold is going to come in and want to light us up? You don't think that Robbie is going to want to come in and light us up? Here's a guy that, you know, can definitely walk in with a chip on his shoulder and say, hey, I'm about to go against the team that let me walk and didn't feel like I was something, you know, to behold, something to really hold on to. They allowed me to walk into this Panther situation and sign, you know, here, and now I'm here, and they, they brought my boy Sam Darnold over here. We're about to go for 400 yards, you know, apiece. We're about to go crazy over here. They're going to try to absolutely target these young corners. And so we need to see, can Sulla make sure that these guys – are put within the scheme, make sure that they're ready on a weekly basis to go up against a lot of the really solid talent that we're going to go up against because they're going to try to find ways schematically to lock up with these corners, isolate them, and abuse them, particularly, you know, again, because our slot position is a big question mark. We talk about Michael Carter II being a guy that can be in there. Who's going to be the guy that's going to lock up that slot corner? So it's going to be a big test. What are your thoughts about that, Steve, about our, our coaching staff being tested on a weekly basis as well when we talk about this cornerback situation? Yeah, no, okay. So here's my thought about this. You know, I think, because let, let me tell you something right now. If we still had Adam Gaze as our coach, okay, if we had Adam Gaze as our coach and if he was in the situation with cornerbacks, with these young cornerbacks, he wouldn't get them ready. He would absolutely get, not get them ready. Robert Sala, yeah. I think, is going to light a fire on these young quarters. And as a former defensive coordinator, I think he will definitely bring some fire. Now, the, 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 the defensive coordinator, Jeff Olbridge, he's going to have to do – he's going to have to get them ready too. And even the guy who is the defensive backs coach, he's got to get them ready too. You know, we got it. We got it step up a game you know we got to step up a game I mean listen yeah we're going to talk more about Carolina next week and, and you know when we yeah. go up against you know our former quarterback and Sam you know I'm not really I'm not really focusing right now on getting ready for Carolina I want to wait more until next week but but the only mm-hmm. thing is you know I, I mean listen we're going up against you know our former quarterback and our former wide receiver who they seem to have a connection the first, the first two years, you know, when Sam was with us, you know. But listen, Joe, right now the biggest thing that we just have to worry about right now is taking one day at a time. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, Steve, you know. Yeah, one day at a time, one day at a time, I hear you. But I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of teams that we face this year that are licking their chops now, especially, again, when you look at this situation, because unless – Joe Douglas is really going to, unless he goes out there and makes a move or makes a trade, we're going to be playing a lot of these young corners, and they're going to have to come in and make an impact immediately. So, listen, Steve, you brought some heat, man, but my final question before I let you go is, when you look at this situation now, some of the roster cuts that we made, one of the, th- one of the moves that we made that kind of surprised me was the cut of Vincent Smith and watching Jeff Smith make the active roster. Did that surprise you as well? Uh a little bit it did, but, you know, Jeff Smith had a really good preseason and showed a lot of this in camp this year. 
and he even mm-hmm. showed some moments last year. You know, listen, the thing, the, I mean, listen, I, I thought the Bless Austin cut really surprised me, but you know something? Mm-hmm. I think what Robert Sala realizes is that he wants to test out these young players. I mean, listen, going into this season, Joe, and this is the one thing that we do have a little bit of a disadvantage, but it is something that I do really like that the Jets have had, and it's something we haven't had in a very long time. We're going into this season with the youngest team in the NFL. Like, we have the youngest team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're completely right. There's a lot of inexperience here, and we're going to be learning. You know, by the, a lot of these you know, players are going to be flying by the seat of their pants. So, listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. i got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? Hey, good night, Joe. Go Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 all gas, no break. Let's go. Absolutely. Listen, Steve bringing the fire as usual. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. The phones are live. They are hot right now. We're going to get to everybody again. If you want to hit the super chat, please do. It's right there. You know, in that comment section, go ahead and give whatever you can if you'd like to donate. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, there's some people that just say, hey, I want to, you know, give to your, to your, your cash app, Joe. What are your thoughts about that? I say, hey, my cash app's right at the bottom of the screen. Go ahead and give whatever you like. You know, anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Shogun, man. Shogun's calling in. You know, he calls in with the fire as usual. Monty will come to you in a second. We see you. My security is very good now. Uh, so, Shogun, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, I want to get straight to it right off the bat with you. Give me your thoughts about this New York Jets trade for Shaq Lawson, man. How are you feeling about it? I love it. I like it. I think he could do great things. We just have to see. Give it time. Yeah. You know, I, I thought the trade, the 2022 six-round pick, you know, for a guy that's going to be able to come in and help us within the rotation, I like the move. I really, really do, you know, Low risk, you know, high reward. We'll see what happens going forward. And, again, especially with the way that his contract is set up, if things don't work out, we can, you know, cut him loose. And there's no really, you know, no financial implications on the New York Jets. We cut out clean and everything's good. So what are your thoughts about the trade of Chris Herndon? We end up moving him a sixth rounder, getting a fourth rounder, fourth rounder back. How would you feel about that? He robbed the Vikings. He sucks. He's horrible. <laughs> Hi, Chris Herman. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I hear you. I, I have my question marks about him as well. Uh, <laughs> he was a guy I looked at the situation. I was shocked that we even got that because I didn't think he was going to make the roster, man. I really, really didn't. And to get a fourth rounder back for him was, was huge. So I like the move. I like what Joe Douglas did there. It was a solid move for the Jets. So, so again, my final question before I let you go, man, is what are your thoughts about the cut of Bless Austin? And how, what is your outlook on this cornerback situation now that he's gone? It's young, but Bless Austin was a one-year wonder. We could finally stop overhyping him every year. He can't, he can't cover. All he can do is tackle. That's it. But it's a young, it's a young secondary. But in the future, I think this will be, it'll be great. All gas, no breaks, baby. Let's go. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Absolutely. Listen, salute to you, Shogun. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too.
this is Shogun calling in with some heat. Everybody's talking about, you know, this move with Chris Herndon. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's discussing it. I haven't heard a Jets fan be upset about that move yet. I really, really haven't, you know. And there's been a lot of stuff going on. We've made a, quite a bit of moves that have really benefited this football team. You know what I'm saying? And even some of the cuts that we made, we've seen, you know, some of these guys end up coming back and being in the practice squad. Vincent Smith, we ended up, you know, cutting him. He came back into the practice squad. Keaton Yaboa went to the, came back and went to the practice squad. Josh Adams, a guy that in the last game at least we saw a lot from. Uh, a lot of people were impressed with his output in the last game. But, again, that running back position is tough. Uh, my guy P. Ryan made it, though. A lot of people thought he was going to be gone. He's made it, but he's just injured right now, dealing with some stuff. But Adams came back and went to the practice squad. So there's a lot to talk about, man. We're going to keep on discussing that tonight. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. Now, next, you already know what time it is, man. Listen, Here we go. This guy, Monty. You know what I'm saying? My my security used to be bad, but every time we see him now, my security is going off. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I break it. Security, go, security, go ahead and let him in. Hey, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. I'm out with the fam- family. You know, uh, we grilling okay. in the backyard, man. You know, I had okay. to holler at you okay. real quick, man. <laughs> okay. We good. Listen, we, we, good. we good. We good. We good, Joe. I mean, you know why I stand. You know I think. I, you know, I, hey, we got it. We got it. We have it bookmarked. Two wins for the Jets, man. And the more cuts, the more cuts, the more trades. It's looking like you know that prediction is uh is going to be spot on, sir. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll see. You know what happens going forward. But salute to you, Monty. I want to thank you for calling in. My security alerted me. Most definitely. So I already knew Most what definitely. time it is. All right. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to get Most I want to really top it up with you because again we all know you know you know your Jets we may not always ap- uh, agree with all of your yeah, opinions but we, yeah, you definitely yeah. know your Jets. Give me your thoughts yes, about the yes, situation 100%. with the New York Jets, with the New York Jets trading for Shaq Lawson. How are you feeling about that, man? Uh, I think it's a it's a solid trade. Uh, you know the Jets needed pass rush uh, pass rush after Vinnie uh, Curry was out for the season and. Uh, and um, Carl Lawson injured himself, so I think it's a solid trade. I don't think, uh, you know, um, we're, we're forcing Shaq Lawson to kind of go into that, into that number one pass rushing option, in which he's he's just not. He hasn't proven to be a, a, a real a real pass rush specialist or elite pass rush specialist. He's only going to give you maybe four or five sacks a season. I mean, if you're okay with that four six round pick, then you know that's fine. But you know, I wish we could just, um, you know, put people in their correct positions. You know, he's a. I, I think you know Shaq Lawson is a guy who, you know, he can be a solid rotational player. But we're forcing him to start, and you know, it's just gonna make us upset when we're just seeing the Jets' defensive line not getting any type of pressure. You know, it's not his fault. You know, it's just that the team is just they're not built correctly. If that makes sense. Mm. No, look, I, I hear you, I, and again, we've been discussing this pass rush and nauseam ever since we lost Carl Lawson, um, you know, mm-hmm. to that, that, that ruptured Achilles, and we were saying, man, what are we going to do? I think the New York Jets will be able to generate some pressure, but not as much as, you know, we would have had with Lawson. I think, honestly, maybe the defense is going to change a bit. I think we'll see some blitzes uh, more than maybe we would have if if Lawson was on the field, and I think we'll see an adjustment in scheme uh, simply because of uh, what, that's what Sella does. That's what I watched him do with the who, Niners. Who, who I watched him adjust. With, 
where, where, where linebacker are we going to yeah. blitz with? Uh, Mosley? Uh, listen. <laughs> no, no, listen. <laughs> no, to be completely honest, we might. We might see some of that stuff. We might see a Mosley flying around, right? We, I mean, he's it's not, not like you of, can't do that. He's not that type of player, though, Joe. You forced no, him no, into no, a not, position. Not, go, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 I'm just I'm saying, like, you're forcing Mosley into being something that he's, that he's not. He's not a linebacker uh, pass rusher. He's a, he, you know, he's no. a, um, a field general. No, I, I know that. What I'm saying is that I think you're going you're gonna to see that thrown in there, right? We're going to see some, some middle, line black, middle linebacker blitzes where we just send Mosley. I think we're going we're gonna to have to make those type of adjustments, but you might see, again, a Hamza Nezrodeen. A guy sent at you from the outside. You might see Sherwood be coming from the outside again. You know, we're going to see things like that. We're gonna, you're going to have to because of the, the things that we suffered, the injuries that we suffered. Again, Gerard Davis goes down. You have to make the adjustments or you're going to die. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going to happen. And, Joe, and so if, if we don't start on, doing um, those things, then go ahead. Oh, uh, I, I saw on Twitter, man, that they were um, – and this is what, you know, I, I, I reached out to you on Twitter – that they were mm-hmm. they were looking to um, looking to sign Ruben Foster or looking to work work him out, and I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's kind of odd. Like, why would we sign Ruben Foster? You know, all I hear from Joe Douglas and this whole coaching staff is that they want high character guys, and I think he has a couple mm-hmm. of domestic violence um, um, charges on his record. So I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. wow, we're really this desperate on defense where we're willing to compromise the integrity of our team to actually bring mm-hmm. in talent. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. that's how bad – that's how – like, Joe, I hate calling you. I hate calling you and just being this <laughs> negative on the Jets. But, man, I just know, you know, everybody's oh, no, optimistic. That, that's when everybody gets optimistic at the beginning of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but when it gets mm-hmm. to week six, week seven, week eight – you know, and we just getting mm-hmm. getting our head bust every single week. You know, then then that's when you see like the the, the depressed uh, the depressed Jets fans, man. Well, here, here's you the know? deal. Like I just, that, it's just, it's just I bad. Know, it's listen, just, it's just the roster. I understand awful. what you're saying, Monty. I, I get it. Like you, 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 we talk about high character guys, but at the same time, we've seen that the NFL is a place where guys get second chances, especially if you're talented enough, right? And I, again, I'm not excusing. The things that he's done in the past, we all know, you know, Ruben Foster's past and the domestic violence. Right. But if you're good mm-hmm. enough or if you can help a football team, we've seen you get a second chance. Like, for instance, right, we've seen a guy like uh, Dante Stallworth get a second chance, right? And we all yeah. know what he did, and we all know the situation that he was in, right? And I can continue to go yeah. on with other players that have been able to get a second chance. So I think that that's what they're, they're doing here. And, again, when you're looking Shoot, at the Ruben situation Foster that got we have four five chances, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But again, he was supposed to be again, a top, ten. Bring up the other top guys. ten pick. Monty, I don't want to bring up the other guys, but you know, there's other guys in this league that have gotten those four and five chances. Uh, yeah, Greg Hardy, yeah, like there's, yeah. there's definitely other guys that have gotten a million chances, right? Uh, we've we've seen so many guys, and not just with that. The other things, you know, off the field things as well. We've seen guys get a lot of second, third, and fourth chances with with drugs and all those things, you know, that have gone in. So mm-hmm. I understand, you know, your take on that. But when you look at the situation of the New York Jets, are, I think that Joe Douglas is just trying his best to find a fit, especially with the injuries that we suffered, to continue to better this football team and better this defense. If you had to, if you had to grade, if you had to grade Joe Douglas, what would you give him? Mm-hmm. What would you give him? As, what grade as would a you whole, as a general manager so far? As a whole, as a general manager. 
right now. I would have to give him um, an F. You would have. Why would you give him an F? Come, because come he's failing miserably, Joe. An F, like he, Monty. Can, I can walk. Why? Monty. He's smoking yes. crack. Stop. Uh, so F, when you Monty, look at this, right? He's been here four years. He's been here four years, basically. Yeah. He came in middle of the fourth. Uh, you know, uh, middle of his first year. He's been here four years, correct? And this is this is this is the roster in hold which on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, Monty, because you know we we gonna go back and forth. We we gonna go. This is on a weekly basis. Okay. You calling here and say things. I'm just telling you right now. We here we go. go. So Let's here's go. the deal. Before you say before you say that, before you start to make your argument on that case of giving him an F, you also need to to bring some context to the situation. Yes, he's been here. You know, those years. But the first year that he got here, he did not have a free agency and he didn't have a draft. He was just here because they hired him after. Hold on. They hired him after, right, McCagnan was given that chance. They hired him after that. So we're going to start the conversation with that. Continue on with okay. your point because I want to hear it. Because I want to hear this F talk that, you, that you've given him. Go ahead. Okay. So in, in the NFL, right, so, you've, mm-hmm. so we hands down have the worst roster, right? I've seen I've seen GMs come in. The, to bad you think situations. we have the worst roster in the NFL? Yes. Who's worse than us? You think we're who, worse who, than the Houston Texans? The Houston Texans. Yes. They have way they have way more talent than us. Are you serious? Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. They have way they have way right. more talent. I mean, if you want to go running back, you want to go you want to go receiver. They have a num- actual number one receiver. You know, quarterback, okay. you know, that's a that's a toss up. Their offensive line is better than that's ours. Not a toss-up. He's not gonna play for them. Deshaun Watson is not gonna play for the Houston Texans. More likely he's no, never I'm gonna just play saying, for the Yeah, yeah but if Deshaun Watson is playing him, for them. We also know we also have heard about the other stuff, you know, off the field. The, I'm not gonna talk about that either. But there's a lot going on. More than likely he's never gonna play for them again. So even if you okay. talk about the quarterback okay, situation, enough. you might as well delete him off the roster. He's never he's more than that's likely why. at this point, right? What is this? September third. September third. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere around eight p.m. Eastern, right? More than likely, he's okay. never going to play for them again. So continue on. Okay. Continue on. I'm, That's I'm, fine. I'm, just, I'm not trying to. Interrupt I mean, you, you can, just, just, you can go listen. down offensive line. Whose whose offensive line is better? Ours are ours, ours are the Jets. I bet. Uh, are they? Do we have a whose roster? I think our offensive line is better. When you look, <laughs> have you seen our offensive line? Listen, Makai Beckton is an All Pro left tackle, and he should have made the Pro Bowl. He is. We he have is, a hole. Oh, we have a hole at right guard, but bro, so, like our offensive Joe, line is Joe, not Joe, trash. Stop it! Stop it! They oh, have a legit. Goodness. Larry Tunsil is a legit is a legit all pro yeah. player. It's not like a speculation. He's, he's like a he good is player. a legit all pro player. player. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, like, he's I'm not player. talking about you know Makai Beckton, who we think may may grow into that. You know, I don't. Oh, I don't goodness. know if he's. He wasn't even. You don't know. You don't think Makai Beckton is an All Pro left tackle? Uh, no, I don't. Oh my god! <laughs> I, don't. Go, I don't. Go ahead, Mike. Like, who would show? Who would show? Who would show? Who would show you? Who would show you? Like I, I, okay, Joe, 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 Joe. Oh okay, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen Makai to me. Beckton listen. is an All Pro left tackle. This is crazy. No, Go he has proved. Has he proved it? Has he proved it? Yes. Okay, because because yes, you're talking Monty. because you're talking. You're talking as a jet as a Jets fan. If I'm looking at the Jets, oh I'm like, oh man, you know, that's a good that's a good pick. Like Mikai Beckton is a is a solid pick. But when I look at the totality of the league, dude, he wasn't even he wasn't even the, the second best uh lineman in the draft. 
He wasn't. Wow. Wow. He wasn't even a first team. Wow. He wasn't first team all rookie. He wasn't even first team all rookie. Monty. So how are you gonna tell me he's an all pro? He's an all pro talent when he's not even the best lineman in his in his rookie class. Are you serious? Monty, that doesn't make I, sense. You told us. You told us you was grilling. I know you had a, you had a couple. You know, a couple drinks out there, right? A couple of adult beverages, I would guess. And I think that's impairing your judgment right now. And I think that's that is impairing crazy. your argument. Let me let me tell you exactly. Let me let me let me tell. Cause I love going back and forth with you, Monty. All okay. right, you know I got okay. love for you. I'm we listening. go at it all the time. Here's the deal. Definitely, definitely all love, Joe. Yeah, it's all love. When you when you sit here and you tell me things like Makai Beckton is not an All Pro left tackle, and I'm only saying that because I'm a, because I'm a Jets fan. First off. I say a lot of things that are anti-Jets. you remember I was the guy that literally said we should trade Jamal Adams? And then when people said why, I said it because everybody was saying, well, he's the best safety in football, and I literally told people that he wasn't. And I talked about how Derwin James and Eddie Jackson, all those guys are better than him. It's, I don't wear green goggles. I watch football. I, I was the first guy getting on here saying, hey, listen, Sulla, the 49ers, I watched the Niners. He's going to be good. He can adjust his scheme. I was one of the first guys doing it. So I'm not saying that because I wear green goggles. I'm saying that because I watch Makai Beckton, just like I watch other lefties. Is Laramie Tunzel good? Yeah, he's good. But, but you're acting like our offensive line doesn't have an all-pro left tackle when we do. He's an all-pro left tackle. Did he, did he make all-pro last year, sir? Good God. He was, robbed, he was year, robbed of the Pro Bowl. He was robbed of the Pro Bowl as well, sir. I'm telling he you, Makai Beckton. He was not first team all rookie. Oh, he was not Lord. robbed. What are you talking about? Good Lord. Look it up, Joe. If you're he wasn't your first it, team all rookie. Sir, sir, if you're telling me that Makai Beckton is not one of the top tackles in the league, you're crazy. You're crazy. He's not. But even when, He's you, not. Look the, when you look – oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so who is that like better? Like, I mean, are you so talking about are you, are you Beckton that you're – no, Tristan Wirfs is better than Makai Becton. Oh, uh, the guy, uh, okay. Jedrick Willis is better than Makai Becton. Like, are you okay. serious? Okay. You, you, listen, you're, you're saying this like, look, we got Makai Becton, like I said, right? My argument is he's okay. a great left okay. tackle. In, in my mind, he's an all-pro left tackle. He's probably going to – he's definitely going to make the Pro Bowl this year, and you're going to see him go on to be an all-pro left tackle. Yes, the Houston Texans have Laramie so. Tunnel, so. question marks after that. Right, we got Connor McGovern, who's a solid center. Our left guard is uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who is going to be a monster. Right, we got we got Morgan Moses at right tackle. Yes, we we're better than the Texans. Yes, we're better. We have a better roster. <laughs> we do. We have a better roster. Than <sighs> Their number one okay. is Brandon Cooks. Who, who, Brandon Cooks is a, is a solid wide receiver. But when you look at our wide receiver core, our wide receiver core is beastly. Brandon, none, of our, none of our receivers are better than Brandon Cook, sir. None of them. Come on, sir. Oh, Corey Davis, God. how many so yard seasons have Corey Davis had? Oh, my how, how many, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, Joe, I'm asking you a question. How many 1,000-yard receivers do we have on this team? He's never had 1,000 yards, no. Corey Davis has never had 1,000 Okay, yards. okay. So Brandon Cook's had like okay. five 1,000-yard seasons. Okay, okay. But so, again, when you that's look, what I'm when saying. You, when like, you look at Corey Davis, but it's not. Hold on, hold on a second. But when we're talking about Corey Davis, and you're talking about, oh, he's never had a thousand yards. It's not like he hasn't been super close. Because I think like, what is the last year he had like 980 something yards? He's like 20 yards away. And again, he was in a run okay, first team with the Titans. This guy is one of the better wide receivers in the league. Stop talking about him like he's trash. He just, he's, come he's on, a guy. he's a number two to number three talent. 
Oh he gosh. was drafted in the top. He was drafted as a top ten, top ten receiver for the Titans. All right. And what did the Titans do? They let him walk. You know why? Because they got a legit number one down there in AJ Brown. So his levels okay. is levels to being a good receiver. He's just not on that level. He's decent. He's okay. a second, okay. third guy. He's not the guy. Okay. He's not a guy who's sitting sit out there on Sundays and Cook just know, oh, yeah, he's going to give you 100 yards and a touchdown every single week. He's not that guy. And, and, and so Zach, Cook is always injured. Even though Cooks is always injured, Cooks is better than him. Even though he's a guy that can't stay on the field, he's better than him. And the Houston Texans have a better roster. Yes. Continue on and tell me why you're giving Joe Douglas ass. Because this, this, this argument, you've had a lot, a lot of uh, cold drinks out there during the grill. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Don't Easy. insult the man now. Don't insult the man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Don't go in there. Insult the man. Okay. There's a lot of ice in that cooler. That's all I'm saying. A lot of ice in that cooler, and it's keeping a lot of things cool. Go ahead. All right. All right. All right. So I can explain it to you. So I just feel like just even with the Adam <laughs> Gay situation where, you know, they uh-huh. were buddy-buddy, and I I feel like Joe Douglas, Joe, uh, Douglas just let him stay a year too late. Um, mm-hmm. I think he should have been after or he should have been fired after the first season. Um, yeah. I think a guy like uh, Jamal Adams, like if you're going to trade him, I thought you should have traded him in the offseason. And you could have got a legit – you could have got C.D. Lamb. You could have you could have traded him for C.D. Lamb and maybe a, another late draft pick. But it's, you wait a whole season and you just let, you know, uh, Jamal Adams just, uh, just mope and pout the whole season – and you get two first rounds. Granted, yes, that's two first rounds. But you, 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 you get two first rounds from the Seattle Seahawks. Who, see, I mean, it's, it's okay. How so let me ask that? you this, Joe. Because those are yeah. late. Those are like two sec. Those are like two second round picks, Joe. Like, like let's let's keep it real. Like they're a first round pick, but so, they're in the mid. They're in the mid mid twenties. We we had to we had to use another one of our picks to just move up and get uh a, a, a Tucker. Monty, those picks were in the 20s, right? That's in the first round. That is not the second round, okay? That's the first yes. round. That's number one. Yes. Number two, he got two first – hold on. He got two that, – that's, that's why when we have these discussions, well, I immediately bring up – you need to bring up the context of the situation. First off, okay. when he traded Jamal Adams, it was probably at the lowest that he could trade him, right? This was after Jamal Adams literally came out, said he would never play for the Jets. He had all those issues, right? He was announcing to people off – you know, random fans telling him he was trying to be a cowboy. All those things were going on. And Joe Douglas was still able to get two first-rounders, and he got some other picks as well, some other mid-round picks, for a safety that was a complete malcontent. And, by the way, he's a box safety. He can't cover a bed with a damn bed sheet. And he got two first-round uh, picks for a safety. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Positions, One of the most devalued positions in the entire NFL. He got but rid you're of Adam Gage. You're just regurgitating what Adam. everybody else I'm says about the position. I'm, Yes, you are. You like talking, having how, how having a box, have, because oh because my God. People say, oh yeah, you're a box, you're, you're a box safety. This is you what know I'm what? About you need, that don't make who, no sense. Who is in our division? You who is in our need, division right now? You don't need great safeties to listen. Safety is not a position of impact. I, I'm not regurgitating. I was the guy that told people that safety is not a position of impact. It's not. Okay. Why isn't it? If he was Why a pass rusher, hold on. Because they don't affect the game the same way as a pass rusher or a wide receiver. Wait, 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 wait. So when Jamal Adams lines corner, up on the field, do you affect- have to account for Jamal Adams? When he lines up, do you think they account no. for him? No. Oh, no. Okay. Because okay. you want to know why? We're done here. Because he's not Joey Bosa. 
You no, yeah, you, we are done, done here, here because you don't you don't understand it. He's not Joey Bosa. That's the problem, Monty. And we he have had discussions. The, he, he just literally Dude, set a record for listen. sacks for a defensive back. Uh huh. And they were one of the worst defenses in the league. Why? Because he's not a pass rusher. You have no, to when he was that. on that's the why, field. That, when you immediately kept yo, bringing that up, he Monty, was what they were one of the best this, defenses when he was you? playing. Listen, listen. He sucks in coverage. We watched Julian Edelman last year cook him, cook him like you Julian Edelman like right he's now. a scrub. He's like like Julian Edelman like he's, he's a scrub. Like you have, you haven't seen Julian Edelman guy, cook guys Julian in the Edelman, Super Bowl. Julian Edelman was forty. He was forty when he did that. That guy was old. He was getting destroyed in coverage. He was one of the worst safeties in the league in coverage last year. He's a safety, not a pass rusher. Jamal Adams plays safety, not defensive end. That's why I keep telling you. You keep talking about this like he's a Bosa. He's not Joey Bosa, okay? He's not a pass rusher. They don't play positions of impact. When you look at good teams, right, they have the positions of impact locked in. That's why people build defenses around pass rushers and not safeties. That's why we were losing our last year. What, he set the record with us, right? He had what, wait, six what? or seven wait, sacks. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The last so we year, were top on, 10 defense. On. We the were top year. 10 defense with Jamal, oh and then God. we were the huh? worst defense without Jamal. And we were getting our asses handed to us on a weekly basis, right? We lost to the <laughs> Dolphins twice. He was on the field. We got smoked. We lost to the Bengals that year. He was on the we field. We did not get smoked. Was that we were getting crushed. Was that offensively sir, we sir, got smoked? sir. Or sir, defensively. Sir, Monty, you sit here and continuously defend Jamal Adams. You're sitting here acting like the guy's a pass rusher or he was at a position that mattered and he didn't. We were dying. And if you don't understand that, this is the reason why the Jets are bad. I kept telling this. This is a ridiculous argument. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, they, we don't were matter. awful last they year without him. Oh my God! So, so listen. Joe, man, Joe, look, look. Listen, all, listen. I do, Monty, all I do, all I do, you're not doing a good job. All I do is you're not doing a good job of telling us it's, why Joe Douglas is getting an F. You're not doing a good job. So far, your argument. Okay, what, really what about Robbie argument. Anderson? What about Robbie Anderson? What about Robbie Anderson? Okay. How'd that go? I might give you that. Robbie Anderson. That's the only yeah, thing I might that, give. That, that was Maybe. a horrible decision. We need we need receivers. Maybe we need receivers. And what does he do? Yeah. He doesn't okay. sign Robbie Anderson. Okay, mm-hmm. like I don't have a problem. I, I, dude, I don't have a problem with trading so how, Jamal Adams. Can you, can you explain to me? Can you explain to me how that means you give Joe Douglas an F? How does that mean? Because that? he hasn't improved. The same he has not improved the roster. He has not improved not? the roster. He's, sir, he drafted Makai Becton. He's the guy that did that. He drafted Makai Becton. You were excited about that? He would have drafted. He, he would have drafted him. Andrew Thomas oh if he was available. <laughs> How do you, you would have drafted that? Andrew Thomas if he was available? You don't. You don't. You don't know that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know what? I Listen don't. You know, I don't. We did drive, draft Mc- you don't. Mekhi Becton. Was it, so was yeah. Mekhi Becton better than Tristan Wirth? Listen, he took Mekhi Becton, Monty. Okay. That's what it is. Okay, he that's took cool. Mekhi. You can keep that's... doing this speculation stuff and, and loving Jamal Adams. I get it. I'm not, but try, you're, I'm not you're, trying you're to. You're not doing a good job. You're not doing Joe, a good job. Joe, 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 I'm just – what I'm doing, what I'm doing, Joe, is I'm talking – all I'm doing is talking facts. You talk about Mekhi Becker Are being you? an all-pro all, all pro player. He's not an all-pro yes. player. That's a fact. He's not yeah. a Pro Bowl player. That's a fact. He's not a first-team right. all-rookie. Uh, all That's a fact, Joe. That's You're all right. I deal You're with. Right. 
So you can so say that's all, all you do with that, that is not all you do with. That's all I mean, you do. I mean, now, not if you're telling I mean, me your safeties matter. Not if you're telling me the safety. You act like the ball is I think a, ver- I think a versatile. I think a versatile. That's not a fact. I think a versatile safety. I think a versatile safety who can who can who can rush up rush the pass. How is he versatile? Who can, who can, he can't cover. That's not versatile. Okay, Joe. So, if all so you Joe, do Joe, 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 but you can't Joe, cover. All, that's not versatile. Joe, can you hear me out just real quick? Real quick. So I'm you know, besides besides last year, and I agree. Like, his coverage ability was horrible last year. But those three years that we had him, he was the top five at his position. Coverage grace. Go look it up. PFF. You can All look right. it up. It's, it's right there. If you don't believe okay, me, Monty. it's right there. Okay? And that's, all right. all I, that's all I have okay, to say. Okay, Monty. That's all I have to say. Monty, I, I got to go. I got to let you go because the right. lines are hot. We're going to argue next week, too, <laughs> when you call in. You keep calling in with your Jamal takes. I can't stand them. You giving Joe Douglas the yeah, F? I, hey, listen, I can't stand what you that said, either. But you say, but, but you say, uh, Marcus May is better than Jamal. Where? He is. What? Okay. Have you ever watched the safety Where? play safety? <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Have I you see ever Marcus watched May the safety play I, safety? Yes, yes. I'm they're two. Saying. They're two totally so you different have, positions. But when you you're asking one dude to play thirty yards off the ball and the, uh, and the other one to actually play football. When Marcus May was asked to play football, he won He was nowhere. He was nowhere near the same player. Now, and, really? and you know what you know what Greg Williams did? He said, "You know what, kid? Uh-huh. You're not cutting it. You're not Jamal. We're just gonna we're just gonna play you thirty yards off the ball." <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you like PFF? You look at the grades that they gave Marcus May last year versus the grades that they gave Jamal Adams. Who was higher? Yeah, last year. Last year, I agree. Last year, okay. All right. You know, I think right. Marcus uh, May. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, agree. I gotta get to these lines. You have go yourself ahead, go a good ahead. night. I'll, I'll, I'll hear you from too, you next you week too. as hey, usual. All right, Monty. Hey, Joe, it's all love, baby. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> you have a all good right. one, Monty. I'll talk to you. <laughs> Listen, that's Monty. Everybody knows the savages are going off in the chat. Monty calling and talking. I, I don't like to argue, but Monty makes me argue. He does. He makes me argue when he says these crazy things like Joe Douglas deserves an F. That's insanity. Then you're trying to tell me, I just, I got to argue with Monty every time. So 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639, call in. Apparently, right, apparently safeties are the same as pass rushers. That's, that, that's what's happening around here. You're apparently, smoking you know? crack. Stop. All right. So there's nothing Joe Douglas can do. He's a fraud. He deserves an F. According to Monty, everyone. We'll hear from Monty later on next week as well. I have nothing but love for Monty. It's my guy. I respect him. We argue all the time, but Monty be tripping. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515 Call in. Also, if you're watching, please subscribe if you have not subscribed. You want to hear me argue more with Monty and these nonsensical takes? Please subscribe if you want to hear that. Also, please give the stream a thumbs up if you think that Pass rushers matter more than safety. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and turn on that notification bell. So when I argue with Monty, you'll be in the know. All right? And if you want to hit the super chat, please do. If you want to hit my cash app, please do. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. We're getting to the next caller. I think I'm going to my guy from North Carolina. Salutes. I cannot wait to talk to him. The Jets fan from North Carolina. He knows his stuff. We are coming off of a Full-blown argument with Monty. I know you've heard him before. Listen, for, for, first and foremost, I want to thank you for calling in, my guy. 
Give me your thoughts about this situation with the New York Jets and the trade that they've made with Chris Herndon. I think it was long overdue. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt of one more year, you know, mm-hmm. under a new regime, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. But I, I began to discover when I hear the reports coming out of camp, we still have the same old issues, drops, which to me is a lack of con- concentration. You know what I'm yep. saying? I, I think it's just a lack of desire, a lack of a sense of urgency. This was supposed to be the camp where he's supposed to be like a bat out of hell. I mean, running his routes, making mm-hmm. his breaks with linebackers couldn't cover him. I mean, in a dead sprint with a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And he never, he, never, he never showed us that. He needed to have been cut. Mm-hmm. He should have been cut last year because he performed so yeah. poorly. It was an embarrassment to himself and the organization. Yeah. But I tried, to, I tried to give him a chance. I think Joe Douglas is a good, good man, a good GM. He tried to give him a chance, too. He said, we'll see what he do this year. You know what I'm saying? New head coach, yeah. coordinator, just a, just a change in the environment. Yeah, maybe we can light a spark under this kid and, and get this young man going. And, and sadly, disappointingly, it never happened. That's the missing piece mm. to this offense. We don't have a young Dustin Keller. Now, you imagine when he first came out of college, if we had him in this offense, this offense yeah. would really, really be hard to stop if we had a tight end with the athletic skill set of a Dustin Keller. People don't realize the kind of damage a tight end, an athletic tight end can do because they're big. Yep. You, know what I'm you can't just bump into them yep. and knock them on the ground. You can't rob a little skinny wide receiver. You know, they're tough to yep. bring down, and they can run and separate from linebackers. That's mm-hmm. a problem. That's a matchup problem. That's the one piece with us that's missing. I'm hoping eventually that we add that piece. I was telling a guy yeah. who was a good buddy of mine on the bus, I told him about the Jets. He loves talking with me because, you know, I throw some interesting analysis. I told him, and I mean this, by 2023, the Jets will be playing for the Super Bowl. People think I'm crazy, mm. but no, I'm not. Okay. Zach Wilson, okay. if he is everything from what I've seen of him and everything everybody's saying he is, the Jets will be strong enough to take on the Buffalo Bills and take the AFC East, I think, by 2023, based on current projections. Now, looking at what Joe Douglas has done, I want to pick it back a little bit, if you don't mind, off that last caller. He's insane. Oh, go ahead. Makai Becton, <laughs> yeah, Becton is the prototype of what you're looking for in tackles. Now, you've seen him tackle since they've gotten 300 pounds. Once upon a time in the 80s, you know, the Redskins, Broke the mold with Big Joe Jacoby and some of those guys they had. They were monsters for their time. But guys that are six foot, six foot four, three hundred fifteen pounds are going to be considered undersized. Beckton is the prototype with teams that's going to be looking for tackles that are six foot eight, six foot nine, almost four hundred pounds. They're going to be looking for monsters. Yeah. Now yeah. there's this cat named Evan Neal that's getting ready to come out next year. He's like Beckton. He's six foot eight pounds. He was, you know, his sophomore year. Now he's down to three sixty. You know, he's gonna to try to lose a little bit of weight. That's the prototype Beckton is. Teams gonna be looking for guys like Makai Beckton. You know what I'm saying? Because he's so freakish and so, you know, scary yeah. and physically imposing. You rarely see yeah. that. Now, obviously, back in the day, yeah. you remember Jonathan Ogden, the Baltimore Ravens yeah. used to yeah. have a tackle like that named Jonathan Ogden, who was a monster too. Yeah. On Beckton, you know, yeah. on his level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I strongly disagree with that call. And also about Joe Douglas overall and Jamal Adams' trade. That trade had to take yeah. place. That trade is very important to the rebuilding of this franchise. Getting all those yes. extra picks 
is huge. I've been an NFL fan for over 40 years. I'm a Jets fan. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. This is a huge yeah. trade. Do you remember the Dallas Cowboys? They traded yeah. Hershey Walker for what? A bunch of first-round picks, second-round picks. Third. Guess what? They flipped that into Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, and they made history. The Jets are going to do the same thing, but guess what? They got the Makai Beckton's, Vera Tuckles, uh, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson. Watch this next year. They're going to be looking at Kayvon Thibodeau. This is the guy yep. I think can replace Carl Lawson. I think you have to look yep. at the larger picture here in terms of what the Jets picture. are doing. Joe Douglas is doing everything right. But what it is, in some fans' mind, they think, you know, we got to explode and take over the, year, the league this year. No. We're too young for that. Our quarterback is too inexperienced for that. And as much as I like Salah, Salah going to you know, go through a little learning himself. You know, even though, yeah, he's a highly regarded assistant. Everybody likes him. But he's going to have to you know, make some adjustments too. Year to year, looking at his first year, he's going to be studying his tape. He's going to be analyzing mm-hmm. his own strengths and weaknesses and having to make some adjustments from when he was an assistant coach and then being a head coach. That's a big leap. That's a big transition. Yeah. And when you have a first-year head coach – a rookie QB, mm-hmm. and a team which is arguably the youngest in the NFL, I mean, what can be expected of us? If we win six games or seven games, we should be extremely happy. And then going into next year, we have all that salary cap flexibility. I heard we'll be among one of the higher teams in uh, salary cap uh, space. And then we have yes, those we two first-round picks, which I believe should be invested in edge rushers. Looking at what happened to Carl Lawson, that situation is like a nightmare to me. We need to get some more edge rushers in here. We can take the first round, go on and take Kayvon Thibodeau. God forbid somehow he's there. You know Joe Douglas is going to run to that podium, and Solid going to get in his ear and say, I've got to have this guy. And Joe Douglas is going to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Let let me get – let's just take his fire. Give him a hand. Give give, give him a hand. I had to give that take a hit. Look, and for for the for the you know just to complete you know, honestly, I got love for Monty, and Monty knows that. Me and Monty go back and forth all the time. He is out of oh, his yeah, mind. Oh yeah, see that? He's out of his oh, mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> Monty, but what it is, is, he just doesn't realize some of the talent that the Jets have. The Jets yeah, have yeah. some top tier talent. They the only problem yeah. with them is they don't have enough. Makai Beckton's. They don't have enough Quentin Wheels. No. They don't have enough Marcus Mays. That's what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough mm-hmm. of that caliber of player for them to ascend and be one of the better teams in the league. But guess what? They got two first-round picks next year, two second-round picks next year, a third-round pick, and two fourth-round picks. That is perfect. And with the salary cap flexibility they're going to have, let me tell you something. If Salah can just demonstrate that he can get this team to play with some spirit and energy. My time being a Jet fan, when I've seen the Jets play with spirit and energy, they are dangerous, man. We've seen this before mm-hmm. under Rex Ryan. You remember how aggressive the Jets were? Jets were nasty yep. under Rex Ryan. Yep. Now, they, were, they were kind of scary. Even when they were underdogs, they were a team not to be taken lightly. They were quite, quite yeah. formidable, even though some of the style of play would be considered outmoded, you know, ground and pound when the league, you know, was kind of transitioning into a passing league with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. But nonetheless, when they were playing hard-nosed football, the Jets were always in the mix. 
early 80s with Richard Todd, when they had Freeman McNeil, they ran the ball. Guess what? They entered the AFC Championship game, one game away against the Miami Dolphins. Same thing happened mm-hmm. again with Curtis Martin. Same thing happened again with Thomas Jones. The formula is there. We just have to stick with that formula, build our offensive line. They're doing it right by building this team in the trenches. We got Beckton. We got Vera Tucker. To me, we need a guard. I think they'll have a chance to address that. And I don't think they necessarily yeah. have to go for that in the first round. I think the second round is a nice sweet spot to get a solid starting caliber guard. What do you think? I'm right there with you, and this is why, and again, yeah. I go back and forth with Montreal about this all the time. Exactly everything that you talked about was exactly why I said we should trade Jamal Adams. I was saying, hey, listen, we got to get rid of this guy. You cannot sign him to a big-time contract, which I talked about the cap implications uh, of that going forward, the same way, the same way that yeah. you beautifully explained it today, and also the ability for us to get more talent to build around the team and not just worry about yeah, this yeah. one non-impact position being, you know, being, trying to hold on yeah. to this guy at a non-impact position that was not affecting us when we needed, That's like right. you said, That's right. more Makai Beckton's. Yeah. We needed more, you know, better wide receivers. We needed better corners. We needed all of those things. Better pass rushers, like you said. Look at the capital That's that we right. got back and puts us in a position to be able to trade up for a guy like Thibodeau. Say we're a couple picks away That's and we right. know he's going to be taken. We have the capital in our uh-huh. back pocket to make it a realization to get a young pass rusher in here for us to grow with for years to come. We have not had that in I don't know how many years. Over over what That's 10, right. 15 That's years? right. Uh, whenever John That's Abraham right. was here, right? So that, that that's matters. Right. <laughs> so building and going forward, and that's why. And, and I love, you know, I love, I love talking to you as well because it's like, listen, everyone wants Joe Douglas to to make this team, you know, just snap his fingers, make this team a, a playoff caliber team overnight. Hello, does anybody remember the however many years Mike McCagnan was here, the mismanagement of the yeah. roster and the cap? You can't come out of that yeah. after one or two years. We were bad. <laughs> Not just bad, we were horrifically bad. Not only were we horrifically bad, we had almost a six-year damn rebuild. Hello? I'm going to say this again for y'all don't remember. We had a (laughs) six-year rebuild and did not come out of it any better than we went into it. Does anybody remember drafting Sam Darnold and doing nothing for him? Does anybody remember all these That's issues, right. all these issues with talent, all these issues of pass rushing, all these issues of not being able to secure impact position, to secure <laughs> talent at the impact position, That's killed right. us for That's years right. of time. It takes a while to build. Yeah, it had to happen. what you can do. I'll say this. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. I'm, I'm I'll say this. Ahead. I, I had no ill will against Jamal. I really liked everything about no. him. He, he represented us well yeah. when he was here, except at the end, you know, when he got in the contract dispute, then it turned ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, it went south very quickly. You know what I'm saying? I understand mm-hmm. where he's coming from. He wanted his money. He could have handled things better, but we did what we had to do on the business end because the Jets, bottom line, it's like a business. We the fans, we love yeah. the sport, we love the entertainment, but it is a business. They have to look out what's best for their business, which was trading Jamal Adams yeah. to give us the draft yeah. capital for now and for the future. We should be very excited. We should be very exactly. excited. Yeah, exactly. we're disappointed with the call loss and injury. That kind of you know, kind of leaked the, the air out of the balloon a little bit, you know, kind of deflated me too. I was so looking forward to seeing what our front four could do, and it may still do some good things. It just might not mm-hmm. quite be on the level it was, you know, prior to loss and going down. But I'm excited about the prospects for this team going forward. Joe Douglas is doing it the right way. And we, we haven't mm-hmm. really seen this team in a full rebuild 
since Parcells, and I think this is worse than what Parcells inherited. Don't you think that yeah. this team is possibly worse oh. than what Parcells inherited? <clears throat> it was horrific. Yeah, it was horrific. Yeah. And, uh, and again, we looked even before that. You had to deal. There were so many roadblocks. There's so many roadblocks in the way of not just not just the lack of talent, but then you got to also talk about yeah. how he was saddled with a coach, an Adam Gaze, where you couldn't figure out who was talented and who wasn't. Let me give you an example yeah, of, yeah. of this situation. Does anybody remember this guy Ty Johnson that I talked about constantly on this program? There were a lot of Jets fans that thought that's he was right. trash because he was never utilized correctly, right? We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, Guess that's what? right. Turns out that's this guy ain't drove trash. You crazy too. <laughs> that's right. Turns out he's not trash. It drove right? me so crazy like too, seeing what little talent yeah. we had. We did have not being maximized their potential. We see like little flash and like a carrier too, and all of a sudden you yeah. can see him for the rest of the game. Same thing with Denzel Mims. You see like a couple yep. catches. We get excited, and then all of a sudden, where's Denzel Mims? We wouldn't even see him on the field. You'd be looking for his number. On the field, you wouldn't even see his number. I think, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, listen. But we listen, should be. Listen. Yeah. Go 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 ahead. I, I want before I let you go because the lines are hot, uh, man, and I, I love oh, yeah, cool. what you're bringing to the table. But my final question before I let you go is: Give uh, me your thoughts yeah. about the New York Jets cutting Bless Austin. How do you feel about this cornerback situation now with him gone? Uh, what direction do you think we go? Please just give me an answer quickly on this one, man. Uh, okay. Uh, I I think I think they should have held on to Bless. I think with the mm. position being such a big question mark and thin as it is, so many unproven players, I, in my opinion, they made some tough cuts. <laughs> I was so heartbreak, heartbroken <laughs> by some of the cuts. I had guys I was rooting for, like uh, your bowling yeah. tight end and and uh, yep. even James Morgan. You know, he was showing me a little something at the end. Yep. <laughs> so I was getting excited. Yeah. But, yeah, they got to keep this guy. You know, he's showing you something. So I think they, yeah. they did what was best. It was hard to swallow, though. But I've got to believe that they're going to make some player acquisitions before we start the season. So what is it, two weeks mm-hmm. before we start the season? They're not going to start this week, are they? No, they're starting. Uh, I think I think the, the first game is uh, the – yeah, it, it's two weeks. I think it starts on the 12th. Okay. So the way, the way they're yeah. doing it right now, the, the preseason is three weeks. There's a two-week gap, yeah. and then the season starts. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're gonna you know week one and again we'll have a show you know we're gonna keep having shows but we're definitely gonna have a show oh, yeah. building up to that uh that that first week that that game again so we're gonna yeah. definitely be discussing and I look forward a lot to of it. that absolutely listen my friend I want to thank you for calling in man I know you you know you have a work schedule listen get that money okay <laughs> get that money you know I want to say that to you first oh, yeah. I know you got to get that get that moolah go ahead and get that money but it's always great to hear from you my friend. Yeah, and I thank you, and I just wanted to let you know I'm always thinking of you and uh, trying to tune in when I can, even when I'm on the job and I don't have an opportunity to call and actually talk with you. But whenever I do have yeah. that opportunity, we will talk. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right? All right. You too, Dal. Take care. Right. You have a good one. Listen, <laughs> my guy, man, he And that's my guy from North Carolina, all right? And he brings the heat, okay? He brings the heat. He knows his Jets. We all have different takes, but he calls in, man. It's always great to hear from him. But hold on a second. I want to respect the money, okay? I'm going to respect the money. Salutes to my guy, BK Trainer. I said salutes to my guy, BK Trainer. 
with the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> Salute to you, man. It's always good to see people give to the platform. I want to thank you for, you know, donating. It's greatly appreciated, man. Salute to you. And uh, thank you again for being here, watching, and being in the chat. So we're going to keep getting to it. But again, salutes to my guy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you again for giving to the platform and showing us love. We're going to keep things going, man, but salutes to you. And, again, I want to thank you. I respect the money, you know. We get into these, con- we get into these conversations. I love discussing these jets. And, again, you know, full disclosure, I love Monty. I think he's out of his mind, but I love him. I love that guy. I got a lot of love for him, man. You know what I'm saying? But when he comes and talking about Joe Douglas gets an F and – you don't trade safety because they're important and they're more important than pass rushers. I'm like, bro. What more do you want from me? You must be out your mind, man. Monty, you are completely crazy, bro. You you, you got to stop smoking that crack. You're smoking stop. crack. Stop. You got to stop, man. So we're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. You know, this call from Monty has set it on fire. This is ridiculous. Monty, you crazy, bro. I got love for you, but you crazy. All right, next I'm going to my guy, Angelo, man. Angelo, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Angelo, give me your thoughts, man. How are you feeling about some of the moves that Joe Douglas has made, some of the cuts that he made? There's a lot of people attacking Joe Douglas, some people in the fan base as well, talking about uh, some of the, you know, cuts that we made affecting how they look at him as far as his drafting. Uh, guys like Morgan were cut, who was a fourth-round pick. Zuniga was also cut, later you know, put on the practice squad. Are you, are you questioning his drafting ability as well? Man, first year, let me follow that guy. Man, that call was fire, bro. I don't know if I can compete with that. Jeez. I never heard that guy on the show, man. That guy spitting fire, man. Where did he come from? Hey, Holy man, you crap. know, my guy, he pops up. He pops up. He spits his takes, man. Dude, he spits his takes. I like it, man. <laughs> he has some knowledge, dude. He had old school knowledge. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, man, first first thing that stood out to me, you know, after all the cuts, I mean, I kind of expected once, – once you saw the list, you're like, okay. Like, the really surprise was Jeff Smith over Vincent Smith. I mean, either way, I think they're both yes. kind of the same player. I, I, I kind of thought Vincent Smith had the upper edge. But I guess uh, Jeff Smith, he, he, you know, they like him. They, you know, th- those guys are in the practice with him every day. They see it, and, you yeah. know, um, he deserved it. So I, I think we got a mm-hmm. nice group of wide receivers. And obviously, a day or two after that, you see Les Austin get cut. You're like, whoa, like, okay. Like, <laughs> I thought he was like a fan favorite. Everybody liked him. And then, you know what, man? We drafted so many young cornerbacks. I mean, you saw the draft, right? We we have a lot of depth there now, and I guess at this point, they like what they see from the young guys, and it's like better to get them yeah. experience now. They know this is probably a rebuilding year. Maybe Bless Austin is not part of the future. You know, he had a, a one good year. I guess last year was up and down, and maybe they knew at some point they're probably going to be moving on from him, so why not now and give the young guys some playing time? And, um, yeah. Yeah, overall, man, what 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 a surprise with that. But uh, when you kind of think about it, it makes sense. Now, you know, I know a lot of people love Bless Austin, and it's like you're right. Why not just keep him? I mean, what do we don't have? We don't have a lot of experience there. You thought he was, he was like our experience. You know, him and Bryce Hall, those are like the experienced guys. So I thought I thought for sure that's what we were going to roll with this year. 
So very surprising. Mm-hmm. But then again, Joe Douglas knows what he's doing, man. At this point, we, we are trusting in him. And uh, I know it's a tough decision, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. It's a business, and you put you put the the maybe the potential of those young guys ahead of Bless Austin, which we know we're already going to get from him. And uh, but yeah. overall, I think uh, and, and and then uh, Josh Adams. I mean, I think we all kind of like knew yeah. he was going to be the one left out, even though I thought there was a chance. I kind of thought he looked better than P Ryan at some point. So, but I knew they weren't going to let P Ryan go. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, Josh Adams, yeah. another guy I really liked. But I kind of okay, mm-hmm. the running backs. I, I thought getting man, freaking uh, James Morgan, man, that was that was the kind of shocker there too. But I guess the fact that he signed with uh, Carolina. But I mean, really, are we that surprised? It just kind of sucks that we wasted a fourth round pick last year on him, Jabari Zuniga. You know, I talk about him all the time, but you know, he just wasn't. He just wasn't there, man. He was always hurt. And, um, yeah, it's a shame, dude. It's a shame. You want to see your draft picks do well. And, and we're all saying Joe Douglas is a draft guru. But, man, look at that. Last year's fourth and third-round picks are already off the team. And it's like, well, yeah. what happened there? You know, what what, what was up with you? You know, you, look, you probably look back at the draft and see who was drafted after James Morgan. And you probably see some players like, wow, well, we could have had him. Like, why would there's a couple guys there that you – know, I don't know who decided to draft James Morgan. I don't know who, if that was a Gaze thing or what, but to me, we all thought that was a mistake anyway. So I guess I'm kind of glad that he is off the team. Yeah, you know, you look at the situation. I think especially I remember around that draft, I was – James Morgan, that was the pick that I was, you know, critical of him. Because, again, I thought he did a solid job in that draft, especially in that same draft he was the guy that traded down and was still able to get Denzel Mims in the building. But to me, that James Morgan pick always was a head-scratcher because we needed so much, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, that was not a quarterback. You know, we had Sam. We were like, hey, we don't need a backup quarterback that bad. We need offensive linemen. We need wide receivers. You know what's going on. But like you said as well, those guys being off the team now, it's like, uh, you know, you look at that draft. And, again, I'm not knocking him for it. I'm not, you know, banging on Joe Douglas. He's made some moves here. But, again, like you said, you know, you draft those guys, and then you're after, boom, they're gone. So, I want to move on a little bit with you because you talked about the cuts and some of the guys you were surprised. Were you surprised about the trade that we were able to make, you know, sending Chris Herndon to the Vikings and being able to get a fourth rounder back? Yeah. You know, at this point you'll take it, you know, cause we draft, we draft him in the fourth round and obviously it, it never worked out. And I think um, last year's draft again, like you're, I think we're going to look back and be like, ah, eh, it was okay. But I feel like this year's draft, is really going to cement Joe Douglas. I feel like the players we brought in this year are all going to be part of the team for a while. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like like the last caller said, man, that's all we're really missing is a bit. We never really had it. We haven't had a big playmaking tight end there in a while. And it, how good did it look to see Tyler Croft in the preseason, man? They're like, holy crap, like, finally, like, we, we have a tight end who can catch the ball and get in the end zone and, and block. And um, that that's still, for me, a position of need. You know, I, I hope Croft does well and, and Ryan Griffith comes back and, and Yeboah get, is in the practice squad. And um, I still think we're a little thin there at tight end. So, again, yeah, surprised that we traded him because we are thin. But I think at some point you just got to let these guys go. They're not part of the future. So, yes, Chris Herndon probably would have had a decent year, maybe a little bit below average, but – He's not part of the future, man. And at this point, you got value, get the pick, 
dude, we are stacked in the draft next year now, man. I mean, that, that's what you're saying. We're just building for the future. It's Joe Douglas is good about holding on. Like, he's investing. You know, he is, he's a very good investor. And I feel like we have young players and a lot of draft capital, and that's what you want in a football yeah. team, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking that talk. Listen, Angelo, i got to get back to these lines, man. You've had a great call. Let me go ahead and give you a hand, man. Give him a hand, studio audience. Go ahead. You know, don't be shy. Give him a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go about some heat. Yeah. Salute to you, Angelo. Right, Listen, Joe, I want to thank you, you for calling in, my friend. Yeah, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? You have a good one, my friend. I'll call in. Listen. Absolutely. Listen, Angelo called in. He brought some heat there, man. We got to keep getting to these lines. 515 Call in, okay? We are talking Jets. I'm arguing with everybody named Monty. <laughs> I'm arguing with everybody named Monty. Nothing but love to him, but I'm arguing with everybody named Monty. If your name is Monty, call in. I'm going to argue with you. So next we're going to my guy, Jacob. My guy, Jacob, he knows his stuff, man. Salutes to Jacob. I want to thank him for calling in tonight. Jacob, talk to me, man. How are you feeling about the New York Jets after these roster cuts? What was the most surprising cut in your mind? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Nice to talk to you again. And, uh, Good to talk you to know, you. there were a few cuts who I was a little bit disappointed with. Um, obviously, everyone's going to lean towards that Bless Austin one. But, I, I mean, I can't see the, you know, the logic behind it, trying to get these young guys in. Because uh, we really know what Bless Austin's going to give us. He's going to give us some times where he's apparently, you know, Deion Sanders in his prime and other times where he's blindfolded. And you don't know which one you're going to get. And so I think for what the situation we're in right now, um, you know, I think it makes more sense to give these rookies a chance where, you know, obviously the corner room is probably going to struggle for at least the first half of the season. Uh, but I think these mm-hmm. guys are going to adjust. And really, if just one of these guys becomes a pro bowler and the rest become bust, that's still a success to me. All you need is just mm. one of them to hit. And for me, that's really a success. Obviously, you'd like to see multiple. Uh, but if one of them can succeed, that would be more than enough for me. So I would say Bless Austin probably the most surprising out of all of them. I think they tried to trade him for like a sixth or a seventh or something, but no one wanted to budge. So yeah. that's probably why I would go with too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was shocked a little bit or actually shocked quite a bit by the release of Bless Austin. But, you know, it seems like the Jets are ready to go forward with a lot of these young guys. And that's going to be my next question for you because I look at this situation and I say, okay, well, with Bless Austin being gone, right, that opens up our number one. I would guess that Hall is going to slide into that position. What exactly yeah. – which one of these young guys do you think is going to take that number two spot? Because in my mind – and, you know, some people call me biased because I liked Echols the second we drafted him. I think it's Echols, man. I really, really do. I think he's the guy who's going to step into that. We've seen a little bit from Isaiah Dunn as well. We've heard about him you know, possibly even put in that position too. But we've also seen Dunn struggle as well during the preseason. So for you, who's the guy you're looking at saying, this is probably going to be the guy that's going to be that number two corner? Um, I would probably lean towards Eccles as well. But I think uh, Jason mm-hmm. Pinnock may have a chance too. Uh, he, he's actually a pretty underrated player. His, uh, in college, his, you know, percentage of, I guess, how do I put it? Like his, I guess the quarterback rating against him, and the completion mm-hmm. percentage against him was actually pretty low. 
Uh, and people mm-hmm. don't really realize it because, you know, the fifth and sixth round picks don't really get a lot of buzz. They just, you know, they're sort of late round guys who are projected to just fill in the extra slots on the team. But I think he's actually pretty underrated as well. But I would, for the start of the season at least, I would probably lean towards Eccles too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at as well. So now I want to ask you a little bit about this Shaq Lawson trade, man. What are your thoughts about that? New York Jets give up a six-rounder. You know, in 2020, 2022, they get him. How are you feeling about how he's going to be able to fit into this defense? What do you think he's going to bring here? Uh, I think he's going to bring solid run defense because that's really what he's about um, from a lot of the people. Because sometimes I like to go through, like, the comments on Instagram and see what, you know, for, or, uh, fans of their former teams uh, like to say about mm-hmm. the players. Because they'll be pretty honest yeah. about it, whether, oh, coming from a fan of this team, he's good or he's good at this. So a lot of people are, have said he's really good in uh, run defense but he, like, can't, you know, create any pressure in the pass defense to save his life. So I guess he's really just there for uh, – probably he's going to be in on goal line for sure because, obviously, when you're on the goal line, you'd expect a run. And I think he's going to hopefully be able to create some of his own pressure in the pass game. But, um, you know, I guess we'll see from there. I think he's a nice veteran presence, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I think that it's solid to be able to put him into the rotation – I think he's going to help, you know, a bit. I think a lot of Jets fans, uh, well, I heard a lot of Jets fans immediately say, hey, you know, this is going to be the guy to come in and replace Carl Lawson. And I was like, I think you guys need to taper your expectations a little bit. You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and help. But if you're expecting, you know, 15, 16, 17 sacks a season, I think you're in the wrong spot. He's going to be a guy that's going to come in yeah, and push the, yeah, push the pocket a bit, you know, and we'll see what we get out of him. So my last question for you before I let you go, my friend, because you're really bringing the heat tonight is this backup quarterback situation, you know, kind of turned out a bit differently than I think a lot of Jets fans thought it would going into this offseason. What are your thoughts about Mike White winning that, that backup quarterback role? I think it was pretty deserving. I think he performed uh, pretty well. Obviously, it's against, you know, third stringers or second stringers or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think Really, I mean, you can't expect him to go out there and be, you know, an MVP quarterback, obviously. Um, So what we were looking for out of the backup role, it was really a toss-up between the three. And, like, if you would have said before the preseason started that this guy's going to be the backup or this guy's going to be the backup, you know, nobody would really look at you like you're crazy or anything because it was really just whoever Mm -hmm. performed the best. So I think he really won that role. Although I will say having James Morgan go to the Panthers out of all teams – isn't the most ideal landing spot for us uh, because obviously he knows our playbook pretty well. He's been studying it since he got here. Um, So I'm hoping if he does end up traveling with the team to play the Jets week one, or if he's in Carolina when they play the Jets week one, that nothing's uh, spoiled for us. Yeah. 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 You know, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward again. I mean, he may have a little bit of the book, but I'm sure, you know, things are going to change up a little bit different schemes yeah. or, or different, uh, you know, type of attacks are definitely going to get put in. But I was a little bit shocked as well. I thought that they would be able to stash him. But, you know, according to reports, he said, uh-uh, I'm going to Carolina, you know, because the Jets really did, uh, you know, think that they were going to be able to stash him. So, yeah, it was some, some solid moves, man, some really solid moves. You got people that think Joe Douglas deserves an F for his entire time here. But I think that Joe Douglas – has made some solid moves to a building for the future. And we hey, we all know who you're so, referring to. 
<laughs> Listen, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, all right? I got to let you hey, go. I will say, Joe, your... I will say, I will say. Go ahead, go ahead. If you want to throw a preseason party to celebrate the trading of Chris Herndon, make sure my name's at the top of the invite list, okay? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You already know. I've, I told people, you know, I told people. I, I, again, I love Herndon. I, I had a lot of love for him, but I needed to see him do something, bro. And he didn't get it done, so we moved on from him. But salute to you, yeah. Jacob. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too. All right, have a good one. Listen, Jacob calling in with some fire as usual, man. <laughs> oh, man. Whew, what a show! This was a this was a hot show. He had a lot of great takes, going back and forth with a lot of people. Really, really enjoy, um, you know, having discussions with everyone about this football team. And I also want to thank everybody uh, that called in tonight. Phenomenal, phenomenal show. So we're gonna go ahead and close out the show now. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, me leave some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000, three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will troll you right back, and I'll have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times, okay? He's going to be out there week one. He's going to be out there week one, baby, okay? I'll have that jersey on, and I will troll you, all right? So, again, follow me. I'll follow you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's where we live stream the show. That's where you'll see the show from. Oh, my Twitter, the show's Twitter as well, excuse me, is The Long Beach Joe. The Long Beach Joe, that's where you'll find my show's Twitter as well. You can See me stream on there as well. Some uh, some content I put on there. That's where we put all the links to the show. So follow that, and uh, you know we can go back and forth on there as well. And again, the YouTube page uh, where we live stream the show on YouTube is Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. You know, go ahead, subscribe to that channel if you have not already. Turn on your notifications so when y'all post content, you folks will be in the know. Okay, we do live shows on there. I post my videos. My other content on there. We also game as well. We play games together. We have a lot of fun. A lot of NBA 2K. That's going to be coming. Madden, that's going to be coming. All that stuff. So we have a lot of fun live streaming. A lot of good stuff going on there. So please subscribe. Give the videos a thumbs up. Turn on your notifications. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open. Free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Do not listen to anyone that says I charge for hugs. That is a lie. The hugs will always remain free, okay? So I want to thank you folks for listening. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call into the show. You folks are the absolute best. So you folks have a good one, okay? Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.